This is your multifamily foundation. Your blueprint to maximize your multifamily business. From finding deals to raising capital to underwriting a deal, this show gives you the formula to take action now. From entrepreneurship to lifestyle to building yourself so you're ready to take down that next deal, no matter if you're just starting out or have years of experience. Now, let's start building our multifamily foundation together. Well, hello again, and welcome back to another edition of the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. Super excited for today's show. We have Chris Prefontaine on the show. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. And you, and you pronounce that actually perfectly. That's it. That's because I'm on the East Coast, so I'm That's sure, right? Because right? we're both within range. Right. So I figured on that point, you know, and uh, you remind because you you have that 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 name that goes with the the runner who uh, is correct. So that yeah. that's always comes up for me. I'm a big runner myself. So that's awesome. That you want a little bit more about Chris? Chris is a best-selling author of the uh, 2017 Real Estate on Your Terms, and this year the new rule of real estate investing. A real estate investor with over 27 years of experience in the field, he's the founder of Smart Real Estate coach and the host of Smart Real Estate Coach podcast, lives in Newport, Rhode Island with his wife, Kim, and their family, and operates the family business with his son, Nick, his daughter, Kayla, and his son-in-law, Zach, and an amazing team. So, Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show. What did I miss here? Uh, you didn't miss anything. Um, and I think it's actually cool when you said he's coast, that your audience will actually understand me. That might be cool for a change. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Good. Well, hey, my first question is because... I work in a family business too. Yeah. How do you, how do you put it together for, for a family business? And cause I get this question all the time. I work with my wife, you know, I work with my family. They're always, how do you work with family? Yeah. Here, here, here's the biggest thing I think Jason, uh, one of the biggest things we have a set of, first of all, we have a mission and a purpose, right? That we all designed together. It wasn't me going, here's what we're doing. It wasn't dictated. Then there's five values that are attached to that. And so think about this. Every time there's a decision that comes to the table at an offsite meeting or a weekly meeting or a, a monthly meeting, we check it against the values. So it's not mm -hmm. like it's debatable. We want debate, but it's, as long as it fits within those values, everybody's cool with it. So there's not much leeway around, the, around those. And that's a pretty neat thing. Could you share, if possible, some of the values that you guys put in line? Sure. Sure. Uh, uh, create all transactions with the highest integrity because we do transactions and we do them with our students. Um, clear, blunt, and to the point. And that doesn't mean rude. That means open communication. Which uh, that's, being, that's, being where you are up in the uh, New England area, we got to be careful. Yeah, so yep. there we go. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, match effort for effort is another one. So in other words, when we're coaching with people, we're not trying to push a wet noodle. If they want to run, we're going to run fast. If they want to run slow, we're going to run slow. That's all. It's fine. Constantly innovate and improve is another one. We are just constantly on the go with improving things for ourselves and for our, our field, you know, the associates in the field. I call them associates, let me clarify. These are people that we do deals with, like we rev share with them. Hmm. So it's important that they're in our mix, that we treat them like family. So those are four out of the five. I missed one somehow in that. No, that's great. That gives me a great reference point right there. Integrity to the point, match effort for effort, innovate and improve. And you, you do this across, of course, your real estate investing for your, for your coaching platform. What is for you is how do you set up the team structure within the family? Yeah. 
it's pretty neat what happened with us. So it wasn't like we said, okay, here's a, an org chart and here's where everybody's going to go. Mm-hmm. In 2014, uh, for example, my son Nick joined me and started helping with buyers. And then 2000, end of 15, Kayla and Zach came on board and kind of fell into their roles organically. So it's pretty neat. And it continues to be that way. Like Nick loves working with the buyers and working with the associates with the buyers. And Zach loves the acquisition side and the coaching side. So it just all fell into place organically i you know i wish i would tell you it was a lot harder <laughs> yeah no, that's it, great it worked well good good and and I, i'll ask one more question so we're not so far into the topic but how do you separate business time and family time yeah it's a biggie um so it's funny is we don't now we live like 10 minutes apart which is still close but we used to live on the one street three all three houses oh wow so we'd get we'd leave the office we could walk to the office back then too so we'd leave the office and get home and we'd yell across you know how was your day like we never saw each other (laughs) that's one thing the second thing is um pretty much unspoken rule now but it was a spoken rule before was you know you're at the you're at dinner you travel we travel a lot together and if it's positive bring it up but if it's negative you don't drag it home i like that we can celebrate but we can't poo-poo on things not not from home that's great. I'm writing that down because that's actually, that's actually a huge thing, right? Leave yeah. negativity outside because it doesn't help anything going forward. So growing. Not, and it puts everyone else in the room. It's just yeah. not worth it. So th- there's a lot of investors here that are, that are looking to get started. Uh, you've grown a great business 27 years into it. If, if you are talking to someone who maybe it's a coaching client or other, and they're saying, how do I get started? What's that step I need to, to go from where I am, unhappy in my job or just looking for a new way yeah. to active in real estate, what would you say? Um, okay, because there's so much free information, as you know, out mm-hmm. there now, um, I'm a big believer in free. I talk, told you before the show, I want to give a book away. And, and I'm just, I, here's what I tell the new person. I'm not so naive to think it's our niche or us are the best choice for anyone, right? I'm not, of course not. But here's the three steps you should do. You should just look online. It's free. We have a YouTube channel. A lot of people do. Delve in there for two reasons. One, what niche do you want? And two, I'm still in the first step now. And two is within that niche, who can you relate to? You know, can you relate to us? Uh, We move fast. We're pretty blunt. We look to do deals. Or do you want a softer approach? So that's number one, find a niche. And then two, find someone in your niche that you can relate to. And three, and and by the way, that are still active. Super important. Mm -hmm. I should have said that. There's a ton of people, and I don't need to use names because people know who they are, that just teach and sell. But they haven't done a deal in 20 years. And some, I I was on a podcast that there was an apartment... um, podcast I think and the guy said to me he was a host and he said yeah a buddy of mine does this but he's never done a deal like not a single deal which is odd to me that people would follow that mm-hmm. uh, and third is once you find that person uh, that you can relate to in that niche put the blinders on for 36 months like no shiny object syndrome no I'll try this that's a joke like commit mm-hmm. for 36 months and you'll have a phenomenal experience and I'm talking about like if you're in the restaurant business doesn't matter real estate yeah. if you do those three steps you got it you know it's it's so true. And I'll give this just for the listener base. When we figured out that we wanted to go into multifamily and we were doing, you know, from, from the single family to small, multi, all the things we were trying, we said, we're going into large multifamily. I said, okay, great. Looked at that niche, dove all in that niche, said, who else is doing a successful day? I'd like to be around, found that person. And then we went all in and it completely paid off. So exactly. You just laid out the steps yeah. and that's exactly what we did. And it, it's just Super one of those boring. things. And I think the access to so much free information can almost be a, a disservice because especially we started a meetup that was just designed around multifamily because you would go to, you would go to meetups or, you know, these RIAs and every month it's a different strategy or niche and you see people yeah. every month they're trying something else. And it's like, what you, how are you ever going to get anywhere? You yeah, can't major, major, jumping. major distraction. Yeah, it is. It's beyond point. And for you, talk about your niche. What has been 
your home base and, and, and why do you stay there? Yeah. Especially the market changing or everybody think it's changing. Um, we do everything on terms, uh, coming out of the, uh, 08 crash and you know, that last major recession, I just pivoted and regenerate, re-engineered the whole business. And so for us, that means what it means we don't use banks. We don't solicit investors and bring private money in. We don't sign personally on anything. We buy everything lease purchase or owner. And I'll clarify owner financing typically for us means the property's free and clear. There's no mortgage. And we're usually structuring very long-term uh, uh, terms or shorter, like in the four or five year range, but principal only payments. That's a key because that'll build a recession proof property right there. If you can put that term out and have principal only payments, you hammer down principal. Mm -hmm. And then the third way it's not as, as much. It depends on the seller situation would be subject to the existing loans. But again, we're controlling Jason 50, 60 properties at one time because you know, some come, some go but we're not on one single solitary property by a loan or personal signature. That makes me sleep better at night than pre-08. Yeah. So you talk, let's talk to the owner finance section. Cause I, I know some of the response there, everybody always tries to find a reason why it doesn't work. Right. So if an owner has no mortgage and you think they could just go sell, why would they choose to go with you? Yeah. Everyone asks that. So let me give you some numbers. Like I'm sitting in my building right now in Middletown, Rhode Island. We bought this a little over a year ago, almost, almost a year ago uh, to date. And it's, it was free and clear and we did owner financing on it. On an island, we're on an island here that people say, well, you can't do that. Nobody's going to want to do that. Why would they do it? Two reasons. One is they get their price. Some people are just caught up you know, ego-wise and otherwise and, and estate planning-wise that they want their price, period, end of story. I don't care about price. If I get my term, think about it. if I get principal only payments, I can hmm. add whatever to the price. It's going to get eaten up in six months or whatever you add. Yeah. So they get their price or they get a premium. Secondly, this gentleman here who did it with us um, got near his price. I think we both won on the deal, which is good, but he did it for estate planning reasons. He doesn't need the money. He has, he has, in fact, I went to look at a restructuring, a possible restructuring. And he said, whoa, 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 I told you I don't want to get paid off. Like he doesn't want to get paid out. Yeah. So you'd be surprised if, think about it, if they have free and clear, right? They're, they don't need the money. They would have already mm -hmm. pulled it out, presumably, most people. So you're usually dealing with someone that's quite well set up and understands the value of money and understands that they're going to get a premium, they'll go for that. And, and so that's why they're sure. Could you give us an example like with uh, maybe some numbers to it? Like, I don't know if the, this building would be great if you're okay to talk about it or just uh, so people can relate. So are you, are you doing this on a, a five-year payoff in that point? Or, or how do you break it down so you can make sure it works for you on the back end as well? Okay, so I'll answer that back piece and I'll give you a classic single-family deal instead of the building. Sure, yeah. Okay, so, that, so to make sure it works for us well, what do we do? We make sure that we can then go out to market because we fill all our properties with either tenant buyers needing time to rent to own or we fill it with owner financing. But either way, we've got to make sure that the payment we're making to the owner will be small enough to create enough spread to go to the market with, be it owner financing or rent to own. So I'll give you a great example. Uh, in Auburn, Massachusetts, because you're from New England, um, we did a property. It was on the market for like 219 with a realtor. The uh, family was uh, liquidating, the dad died, and this was the last house from one of the brothers. They didn't want to do anything in the estate with us because they wanted to clean up the estate, but he, he called me at the end of that and said, look, dad's properties are all gone, but I got this one house left. Will you do that owner financing thing? I'm leaving to South Carolina. It was literally like four days he was leaving. Mm -hmm. We went out, signed a purchase and sales on the spot before he left, and what we did was we said, okay, what would you get? And this is a great script for people. What would you get if you, if you had sold that full price with the realtor Paid the realtor. What do you think you were going to net? He said like 183.9 was the exact number. I said, okay, that's what we'll give you. 
as if you sold it, you didn't sell it, but if, as if you did, I will give you that owner financing. And I'll do that by paying you $923 a month. Now, that's principal pay down, and I structured a 48-month term. They left. Uh, every year, oh, let, me, let me tell you how we exit it. We exit it with a $1,500 a month tenant buyer and $15,000 down. Uh, so probably interesting to say at this point for you, for your listeners that we create three paydays every deal. So this one deal created a 15 grand upfront payday, a five or $600 monthly spread payday. And then on the back end, you're collecting all that interest, uh, sorry, principal pay down in the markup and price. Cause we sold it for like two thirty five or something. Now, got it. Here's what's interesting. Every Christmas after year two, we called them and said, if we paid you 6,000 down now towards the principal, will you extend this 12 more months? They did that two years in a row. Hmm. Now this year, we said we could do that, or how about if we now put interest on it of 4.5% and you give us a 15-year additional term? Got it. Yes, my accountant agrees. It was like instant email back. So we just made a four-year deal, two one-year extensions, and one 15-year extension for a 21-year deal. Wow. That thing will be paid off almost by the time I'm done. And I didn't pay one penny towards it because the the tenant buyers will have done that. See, that doesn't work if you have a tenant buyer that wants to cash out quickly. These guys are in no hurry for a lot of reasons. They got like a couple of families living there. And so it works great for them. No pressure. And it works great for us. Got it. So you set up in the beginning with the, with the 48 months, but some kind of balloon payment to that point. And then when you get closer within range, then you'll go in there and say, Hey, how about this option? And just keep them the options right there. And if they want the balloon, okay, you figure it out from there. Yeah, well, we, like you said, figure it out. So if you're a tenant buyer in there and we know you're, like, you're on it, you want to cash out, Yeah, I won't, I won't call and try to get extensions because you're going to cash it out and then I'm going to give them the balloon. Oh, that's great. That's a great topic. Super, so, super, super recession proof. And I'm not going to say totally, right? Nothing yeah. is. But I'm, I'm always thinking because I went through 08, how can we make this recession proof? How can we build our recession proof hmm. muscles? How do you focus on finding these leads? And I'm sure that's the, the tricky question no, uh, for that, question. that have no, no balance really. Yeah. So they have no mortgage. You can buy. Okay. So we get most of our leads from expired listings for sale by owner, for rent by owner, like a lot of people do. But if you want to niche down, cause I love that niche, you can buy lists of properties that are free and clear. And I'll tell you a number about a third in the United States are that's staggering. That's ridiculous, right? I, yeah. I talked to a mortgage broker, Jason, in uh, Naples, Florida it was, and I said that stat to her and she said, no, no, no. Around here, it's like 56 or 58%. She knew the numbers. Yeah, so that's so go fish in that pond. Like just yeah. go talk to them. They're great people to talk to. And did you do that for your building your end? Just search a free, search free and clear? We actually put a sign out um, for sale by owner, big sign that I'd driven by forever. And a realtor yeah. called me and said, you know, that guy will do owner financing. And I just killed myself because I could have called him directly. <laughs> but I assumed, see, I've been at this too long, I guess. I, I assumed when I went by, well, we're on island. That's not going to happen. That's what everyone yeah. thinks around here. So all I had to do is call and I would have found that out. But she got a small commission. It's okay. You know, it's, it's a, a trick that if you think everybody sees it, that everybody's going to act on it. And very rarely do, do they do. I agree. You know, and then you get after it. And uh, I, I've, I've been down that rabbit hole myself. And they, yeah. it kicks me later because I'll see it sitting there for a while. And it's like, oh, something has to happen. Or they're being yeah. too re- unrealistic. And you finally talk to them and say, well, people just, they couldn't get up front. But time solves everything. People yeah. sit there on a property for a year, two years, especially commercial. Their story changes so much. That's a key thing. I, ta- I try to tell our students that like, no is, no is not no. No is definitely not no. No is no, not now. Stick in a pile. I call it let's sit. I let things sit like six months and pick it up. There's leads in there every time. Yeah. Yeah, there sure is. And you do this and you teach. Is this where you try to model your coaching for, for your students to try and stick with this niche? Or, or, yeah. and, and why do the coaching with so much else going on? 
Everyone asks that. So here's the deal. Um, we do in-house here, like we, we at some months in, in my early days, we did like 10 a month, but now we do like one to four a month. We pick the cream of the crop. And then we started getting asked that like in 2014, li- literally by one guy who was at the Navy college here locally, he wanted me to coach him. And then that grew into a very large coaching and mentoring business. And it's pretty cool because you stay, you have to stay super sharp and on the cusp when you're coaching. That's number one. And number two, until you coach, uh, and even speak, you, you don't know how satisfying is the lack yeah. of a better word. And I know that sounds watered down, but it's a different level mentally. Yeah. Um, I love seeing someone go from A to Z. You said at the beginning of the show, in fact, you said something really good. You said a lot of people are looking to move from corporate. We have a ton of people that are looking to move from corporate and they've joined us. And we have some people that have already made that transition, which is really cool from like a two year goal and they did it and they're full time with us. One of them even became a coach. He was so good. So that's cool. He never was in the business two years, two and a half now. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's over a million dollars in earnings. That's a cool story. That, that, I like that stuff and yeah. it's never boring. Never. Boring. I absolutely agree. And you know, so for, for the clients, we do this with multifamily, the point that you hit on the like keeping you sharp, you know, it's for, for large multifamily, it's not like every day you're going to find deals. Right. And so you have to, it's really yeah. just about being patient, but if you can do this, it keeps you on the ball because I, I find people get on that roller coaster where, where they try it and then they're saying, Oh, why well, don't, I didn't find anything. Well, how much effort did you put in? Well, I, you know, I did two days and then, okay, well, two <laughs> days. It's like, all right, you know, like Crazy. two days, you know, like, uh, well, Hey, you know, you, you got to put in the work for a while, but it, it, with the days of social media and so many things where it's instant gratitude, the, the effect is that we think everything's like that. Right. Yeah. And very rarely does anything come to us in that approach where, so how do you, how do you talk through that with, with the people around you to say, if you put in the work, the effort will show. I can't tell you when, but if you do the work, it comes, but you have to be patient. How would you talk to that? Okay, so spot on. I, we, we actually timeline it for them. Uh, we call it the associate journey, but um, I, we tell them very strictly, right to our core value of being open communication. We tell them we don't want them coming in if this is something they need to do a deal tomorrow, like they need water. Like You yeah. need to set your expectations for six to 12 months. That's what we tell them. Now, do some people pop a deal in 30 days, 90 days? Sure. But sure. if I get on, on a channel like this or I get on a stage and I say, yeah, 30 days because one guy did it. No, it's, it's mismanaged expectations and too many people watch those late night shows. Yeah. They think they're going to pop a deal that quick. So I say to people, if you're going to dip your tone and try it, you're not ready to do any niche yet. You need to understand the niche and then go after it with the vengeance and you'll have a great experience. So I'm managing expectations for sure. Yeah. And I, and I love that. Right. And it's just, it, it's unfortunate because everything is you know, 30 days to a million dollars, 30 yeah. days to your first multifamily property. Every, everything's, you know, that 30 day or 10 day or seven day steps. But honestly, if you're, if your satisfaction is built just on that 30 days or seven days, well, this is a longevity play, right? And this yeah. is what the business you want to be in. So you need to find a sustainable way. It's like a diet, like, oh, yeah, it's a crash diet for, for the 10 days that you're never going to be able to keep. I lost 30 pounds in a month, but that effect is, that's Next great. Month it's then, back on. Yeah, then it's back on because there's nothing built in there for the foundation. So I love that. I love the story. And, and you talk so much about, about 2008 and then presumably, you know, your children may have not been in there and a lot of people listening didn't, didn't go through what was part of that. Give us some, some lessons that, that for people looking forward, they, they should look out for. Because you, you've said, I'm going to set up a recession-proof in the best way right. approach to business. Give some thoughts on how people should prepare going forward, whether or not there is a recession or not, for how they're looking at their business. Yeah, you should anyway, right? You should, I don't want to act like you have to play defense all the time, but you should do that. And by the way, my son was in the office. He was a relative back then, and so he kind of 
witnessed it from afar and saw all that, all that we did and had to work through. So the two lessons we kind of touched upon one already, one is going forward, just, I don't care how good your credit is. Mine was pristine. Then do not use it for investment properties. Do not tap into it for investment properties. Cause you're going to then sign personally. And if there's any headache or if there's a lawsuit, or there's anything, the bank's looking for you. They could care less what's going on in the market. Granted the, the whole national market came down. They don't care. They're coming to you if they have your signature. So don't do that. Secondly, there's only been two times in my career that I can look back or oh, wait being one of them where I said, wow, that sucked. Well, what were the two, what was going on during those two times? I had no mentors. The only times in my entire mm -hmm. career, I had no mentor or group or call it a sounding board. It could be, you know, a trusted advisor, but I didn't have one during those two times. That's crazy. So don't ever get too cocky or egotistical. Where you say, I don't need help. You need someone somewhere all the time, whether it's personal, physical, spiritual, like I don't care, find a coach yeah. and, and make sure they're part of what you're doing or a trusted person or persons. You know, and it, that's what you said there with the sounding board. It, it's, it's just absolute, right? It, so mentors can, can get you started, but they can also, some of the, most of the time loss is that we get to a point where something occurs that we just don't know how to handle it. And like, do, you know, Google searching, it doesn't provide the, the absolute result for you, right? Nah, when you have, yeah, too deep, right? But you have that mentor and you just say, hey, listen, it's, this just happened. Here's where I am. And they say, oh yeah, no worries. Just do this. And you're back on track where you could have spiraled in control for, out of control for two, three weeks and been lost. And it sets you completely on the sideline. And I think people get scared to pay sometimes for mentorship too, but it's like, if we both could get to the same result, right? If, if our result is wherever it is in the horizon, we both want to get there, but I, I'm going to pay X to get there in six months, or I, I'm not going to pay. I'm going to get there in three years. Yeah. What would you prefer? You know, yeah, what, you just describe how we do it. You're exactly right. Like, your deals are big deals. Our deals are big relative to single families, right? So you, you take our average three paydays. I said we do three paydays. I didn't say what they were. They average 75 grand for me. We have students go as high as 200 and we have mm. students as low as 45, but still let's take 45. Let's take the lowest out of the entire North America that I have for students. What, so 45 grand, how many of those you really have to do this year on a single family house? They're not difficult. I'm not yeah. going to tell you it's easy. It's simple, but not easy. But how many of those you need to do to justify having a coach or mentor. I mean, I'm talking about any niche, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, I mean, and the other thing I should have said, point three of that is I have um, always had some form of an accountability partner. I've now had the same one for about, we're going on three years. And here's, here's how simple this is, but effective. Every Monday morning, eight o'clock, no socializing, no nothing. Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. What are your wins? Mm -hmm. What are your losses? What are your ahas from the week? And what are your fixes? And then what's your one big thing you had accomplished next week? Now, I might be going through the losses and he might be going, whoa, 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 go back. Why, why did you do that? Like, so we can hold each other accountable. And it's 15 yeah. minutes a week. And I'll tell you, it's the most valuable 15 minutes I spend. And then from that, all kinds of relationships happen. But yeah, I love it. And I actually do that with Todd at 8 a.m. on Tuesdays. Awesome. But it's that same thing because he's, he's yeah. in a different time zone. But we get in there and we have the list that we talked about that we were going to do the week prior. We, we said why we won, why we lost, and what we're doing, what we're doing for the next week. So speak my language, it. man. I love it. It's awesome. Well, you've talked about your book. Uh, we'd love to know more about that, um, how people can get access to it. And really appreciate your time today. Sure. I appreciate you having me on and um, I'll give you a link and, and I want to be real clear. This is a, a link to get the hardcover best-selling book. Then go on Amazon and whatever it is, 20 something bucks. I want to give it to them for free. And this is a, the caveat is I don't want to put it in a credit card for shipping. I can't stand when you go online, it says get my book for free. And, and then you got to put yeah, in an eight, yeah. $8 dollar credit card for shipping. Free. We'll send it. It costs us about six bucks to ship, not to count labor. It just go to free, S-R-E-C book. Dot com free s r e c book dot com all they got to do is put in that they saw it on your show and they'll get a free book awesome that's super great
Chris, thank you so much for coming on. If people want to connect more about you, learn more about your niche, learn more about your platform, what's the best way to find you? Uh, just the website, smartrealestatecoach.com. Uh, we do have a show ourselves too, smartrealestatecoachpodcast.com. Awesome. Either one of those will get to us. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Super yeah, appreciate your time. Me, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Again, go on to iTunes, give us a rating review. doesn't have to be a five-star review. Just want to hear from you. Want to hear what we can do better here. What else we can bring you. Thank you so much for Chris Prefontaine. Have a great day. You too.